Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday with Professor Greg Cosell of NFL Films University. Cannot wait to dive into the preseason week one video, especially with the rookies, especially with the rookie quarterbacks, with the civilian GOAT. Week two of the preseason actually starts tonight with the Seahawks playing, which is interesting. And I should mention, this is our last show of the week. Only a couple weeks left, though. Only a couple weeks left. Then we are five days a week. Tell everybody you know, listen, all you need to do is watch or listen the Ross Tucker football podcast. It's 30 minutes or less, and it, and he lets you know from a player's perspective everything going on in the NFL and has, I'd like to think, a measured, reasonable perspective and tremendous guests. A lot of good feedback on Joe Pompliano yesterday, which is pretty awesome. I appreciate that. Always good feedback with Greg Cosell. We do have winners but I don't like to make Greg wait anymore. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I'll give you the winners after Greg because I want to tell you about the Spread the Word winner and the sponsor confirmation email winner and the YouTube shout-out winner and a new patron, but I don't want to make Greg wait. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Did I even say we're presented by DraftKings? If I didn't, that's my bad. We are presented by DraftKings. Greg is presented by NFL Films. He's the man. When's the matchup show start, Greg? Week one? First weekend of the regular season, yes. So uh, awesome. we're, I'm kind of been focused on that, getting ready, because uh, uh, it's going to be that time, Ross. You know that. Time to make the donuts. It's going to yeah. be that time. That's what I always say. Time to make the donuts. Uh, I'll be making the donuts on a five-hour drive to uh, Berea, Ohio, tomorrow. Um All right, let's start with this, Greg. You know how I like to do this. There's a bunch of rookie quarterbacks. Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howe, Kenny Pickett, etc. Was there one that really impressed you? Or one or two? Did any of them, did you watch the video and think, oh, wow, okay. He he looks like he knows where he's going with the ball, getting the ball out in time. I kind of like what I'm seeing from him. 
Well, I would say three guys I thought, and again, it's important to remember that we're not defining a career here. We're talking about what happened in the first preseason game. Um, and obviously there's a history because I watched all these players in their college careers in, in detail. So I would say that Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, and Desmond Ritter looked like they belonged playing in the NFL in that first preseason game. They, they played comfortably. They looked like they did in college. It wasn't too fast for them. And there were some really positive signs in specific plays. Interesting. Let's start with uh, Sam Howell, since that's the first name you mentioned. Yeah, I thought that um, Howell had some really positive plays, I thought. Um, a couple stood out. You know, basically because guys are not playing that many snaps. I guess Howell played um, – the entire second half maybe, but he ended up, uh, I think, throwing 15 times. He ran as well. So he had meaningful plays to, to really evaluate. And I thought one in particular did stand out to me. Um, he had a 27-yard completion on third and nine in the fourth quarter to McGowan. And that was a really good job of pocket quarterback play because the read, it was a three-by-one set, Ross. And what that means, since people can't see it, is there were three receivers to the field. That's the passing strength and a single receiver to the boundary. And they had what we call a flood concept to the three receiver side, a deep route, an intermediate route and a short route. And that was the read. The read was to the three receiver side, but it was very muddy based on the coverage, which I believe was quarters cover four. And what Howell did is he showed great poise and patience in the pocket and he came back to McGowan, who was the single receiver to the short side of the field running a dig route. Now, this is a very common route concept in the NFL where you have trips to one side and you have a backside dig. But that's higher level quarterbacking for a young quarterback. He did not stay on the trip side too long and wait and wait and wait, which a lot of young quarterbacks do. And then they get stuck. Uh, he he did that within the timing and structure of the play design and threw a really beautiful ball to McGowan. And I, that play really stood out to me because that's an NFL play. And uh, so and he had a couple of other plays that were really solid, too. I thought it was a strong first game uh, just, you know, based on what I saw. You know, it's really interesting, Greg. He might be the guy I'm most intrigued by in the sense that. Before his junior year, he was the guy thought of as yep. maybe the top prospect, maybe a first-round pick. I, I talked to some people that said he was the only guy that they thought was first-round quality going into the year. And obviously, he didn't have as good of a year. But then they go to the fifth round yeah, when he didn't have the same kind of receivers. He ran the ball more. You know, that would be – that to me, Greg. So, I, I like investing – you know, that was going to be my job if I didn't get into the media. He feels like an undervalued asset. You know, if at one point he was thought of as a first-round pick and, and he doesn't have as good of years, you can get him in as a fifth-round pick. But the guy that everybody thought might be a first-round pick, like, he's still there. Like, that's still the same guy. He just didn't play as well. Yeah. I think that's a, a lot – a pretty good value, it seems like, for Washington to get him in the fifth round. Yeah, and I think that the one reason why – and again – I no one knows why he lasted until the fifth round, but I think there is a sense, and I, I've spoken to coaches over the summer about it, that when all said and done, 
even though he does have mobility and he did score a touchdown running the ball and he does have good mobility, there's no question. Uh, But for the most part, he would have to make his bones in the NFL as a pocket quarterback, Ross. And I think there's a sense when you look back in history, and this is what teams do. They do this kind of research, as you well know. There's not a lot of six foot high quality starting quarterbacks who played in the league. You can't just throw out Drew Brees. He's clearly clearly an exception, and he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's just not a lot of those guys. So I think people say, hey, look, we might Sam might like Sam Howell. We might like his traits. We might think he does have some kind of future. But when all's said and done, history tells us there's just not a lot of higher-level six-foot starting quarterbacks. And I'm not and taking the guys that are, are the guys that are like Vic and think. Russell Wilson are crazy athletes. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about Kenny Pickett? Because it looked to me like he did some good things. He's one of the three guys you mentioned that looked like yeah. they belonged. What did you see from Kenny? And I was not surprised by that because I really liked Pickett's college tape his last year at Pitt. Um, and, I, you know, to me, he just has the look and feel of an NFL quarterback. Um, he's strong in the pocket. He's decisive with his reads and throws. His ball placement is consistently precise. Um He's got second reaction movement ability. Now, there are times, and this showed up at Pitt as well, where he broke down too early in the pocket and left, and he did that um, a snap or two in in the first preseason game. Um, I think that's something he'll have to work through. Uh, But there's, to me, when you watch him play, and this is an interpretation as opposed to an X and O statement, but I think that you see a mental and physical toughness to his game. I think he's one of those guys that, to me, just looks like he belongs. Um, Now, he made a couple of good throws. The thing that stood out most was how rhythmic he was. I I wouldn't say he made a lot of hard throws, um, but he just knew where to go immediately. The ball came out. There was a timing and rhythmic feel to the way in which he played. You know, I'm sure this is too simplistic, Greg, and this might be the offensive lineman in me, and I realize it's dependent on play call and some of the play call it's three steps. So they're designed to get the ball out. Yep. But man, when I watch a quarterback and his back foot hits and he gets the ball out or he's getting the ball out quick, I really feel good about that. I no, really so feel good I. Yeah. When I watch a young quarterback that's kind of looking around and patting the ball and holding it, that's when I get concerned. Well, it's funny you say that we'll get to Ritter in a moment, but that's a very good segue into Malik Willis because Let's think of it this way. What do we know Malik Willis can do? What, what do we not have to see from him because we know he can do it? He can run and pro- throw the ball hard. Yeah, he can run around and make plays, right? Correct. That's what he can do. So if he does that, that to me is not doesn't mean anything. We know he can do that. And if he gets a chance to play, he will do that. That's what he can do. He's very good at that. So what are you looking for? Well, then the next question becomes, is that enough to be a high-quality NFL quarterback? I think 100% of the people would say no. You you have to be able to execute an offense, correct? Yes. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for all the things that go into executing an offense. Some of the things we don't know about because we're not at camp every day. We're not on the practice field. We're not in the meeting rooms because part of that involves play calls in the huddle cadence don't forget in college 
lot of guys don't don't call plays in the huddle. Willis did not. A lot of guys don't do cadence. They do the hand claps. These are all mechanics that you have to learn. Um, but getting to to the actual play on the field, what you want to see with Willis is a sense of drop back, hit his back foot, understand where to go with the ball, turn it loose, understand what he's seeing, you know, everything that falls under the 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 broader banner of decision-making. That's sort of the catch-all phrase. And that's where Willis needs a lot of work. And again, this is one game, but this was not unexpected to me. He has too much head movement when he drops back, and he was indecisive. I don't think he saw things clearly. So, you know, he's going to continue to get a lot of snaps in the preseason because it's my understanding that Mike Vrabel does not really believe in playing his regulars. So I think you're going to see on Saturday night – I think you're going to see Willis play at least the first half. And so he's going to get more meaningful snaps. Well, I hope so. Um, tell you what, he definitely can run and he definitely has a strong arm. Without question. Um, I mean, that's, that is clear. You know, there must have been, with how well he runs and how strong his arm is, Greg, there must have been real concern if he doesn't go to the third round. Cor- correct. Because – you know, a lot of people were talking about all those traits. And again, you know, traits are, are a relative term. And it's it's how you value specific traits. The, I think that the ability to run and be improvisational and the ability just to throw it hard for most quarterback coaches in the league would not be considered high level traits um, relative to playing the position consistently snap after snap after snap. So Willis fell into that category where on social media, the media, others would say, boy, he's a high-level traits guy. Well, then you have to define what traits you deem to be truly essential to play at a high level at the quarterback position in the league. And I think there's subtleties and nuance to those traits that Willis has to work through, and it will take some time. Greg, let's get to... Desmond Ritter, because yeah. he's the, the third of the three rookie quarterbacks that you felt like looked comfortable, looked like he belonged. Yeah, and I thought, you know, again, I think as a coaching staff, what are you trying to do in the first game that a quarterback plays? You want to get him comfortable so he has some success, right, Ross? You don't want yeah. to you – know, even if it's simple stuff, you don't want the quarterback to come out going, you know, with a, with a six for 15 performance and feeling like – Oh my God, what I just didn't know what was going on out there. And I thought the Falcons coaching staff under Arthur Smith did a great job giving Ritter kind of route concepts that are pretty basic. We see all the time in the league. You know, one called Dagger, which has a vertical and a dig underneath it. You know, curl flat kind of concepts, which everybody has. Um, you know, these are defined reads and throws. And I thought Ritter did a really nice job of understanding where to go with the ball. Uh, They gave him some shotgun play action concepts that he's comfortable with because he ran those in college. Um, They gave him some play action boot, um, you know, things that he knows how to do and were not different for him. Um, We know he has second reaction movement ability. He can do that. Uh, So I thought, again, he looked comfortable. And one thing I did notice, not on every throw, but it's evident to me, Ross, that they are working with him to speed up his delivery a little bit. Now, again, you won't see it on every throw because that's a work in progress, but there were throws where his delivery was a little tighter and more compact than it was on his college tape with a little bit less range of motion. Now, they're going to keep working on that. 
you know, once the game happens at full speed, if you were to get to play, obviously you revert back to what you're used to at times. So that's an ongoing process. What about Matt Corral? That's the, the one guy that we haven't talked about, Greg. Yeah, and he was the one guy where everything was way too fast for him. Um, it, he just – it was it, – it, I don't want to say he's not ready because, you know, I don't know what's in his head and, and I, you know. But the tape told you that everything was just happening a little too fast for him and he was not really comfortable. He was just trying to get the ball somewhere and, and he missed some easy throws. Uh, so, um, look, I don't think he's in the running at all to be their starting quarterback in Carolina. In fact, I think it'll end up being Baker Mayfield. But, um, uh, but you know, Corral just he, – he, he needs work. And in an ideal world, he wouldn't see a snap this year. Any other um, rookies stand out to you, uh, non-quarterbacks, Greg? Uh, obviously, two that jumped out to me just watching some of the highlights – were George Pickens of the Steelers, ah. and I was tweeting all over about about Greg. You had a clip from March where you said you thought he was a better prospect than Drake London. You had a clip from June where you said you thought he was the best receiver in the draft. I was posting all the, I was reposting those on uh, over the weekend as everybody was going Pickens crazy. Yeah, it's it's one preseason game, obviously. And But we have heard that he's done very well in camp. I thought based purely on tape. We know that he had some personal issues, off-the-field issues, whatever they were. You know, I don't get into those things, so I don't know. But I thought based purely on tape study, I thought he was the number one receiving prospect in this draft class. Uh, we'll see if that plays out. Um, I think he's in a really good spot in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is really, really good with, with players that may be troublesome. You know, again, I don't want to paint Pickens with a brush that I don't know about, but, but I think Mike Tomlin's really good with that. Uh, and I just think Pickens is a high level talent uh, to me, to me, again, this is based purely on tape. I didn't think there was a, a big comparison between uh, George Pickens and Drake London. I thought Pickens was clearly a better prospect than Drake London. So the only thing I would say about that is this. We don't know the off-the-field stuff. You know, like I saw when he was in college, he squirted Guarantano, the Tennessee quarterback, when he came over. Like I've seen some of the uh, immature yeah. stuff he's done. But, Greg, seeing how big and fast he is and like him as a blocker, some of the catches he made. Now, I know he also was coming off of an injury, so that might be part of it too. But the, the immaturity stuff must have been pretty concerning, like for some of the guys that get drafted ahead of him that did. I mean, he's he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of built a little like A.J. Green in terms of his height and 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 his, his weight. Um, he's clearly physical. He's clearly competitive. You know, again, we don't know the off the field, and you could well be right. Maybe there were major red flags. But to me, it does say something about the kid that he came back for the last four games, I believe it was, in George's season. He knew he was going to come out, I'm sure, and he didn't need to do that. Um, now, again, I don't know where he would have been drafted if he didn't do that, but he didn't need to do that, and he did. He came back to play and had some big catches down the stretch for Georgia, including one, I believe, in the national championship game. So, you know, obviously the kid's competitive. We've seen that with the fact that he's willing to block. Oh, I love that. You know, as an offensive lineman, I love that. All right, Greg, I'm going to let you talk about one 
more player. Any player in any preseason game could be a veteran, could be another rookie, could be Damian Pierce from the Texans, could be anybody else that that maybe caught your eye. Uh, one last guy as you broke down the video that you think is worth a mention here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. All right, I'm going to give you a guy that's going to come out of the blue, Ross. Uh, the wide receiver for Buffalo, who I believe might have been a fifth-round pick, Khalil Shakir. Okay. Who I really liked his tape coming out of Boise State an awful lot. And he really showed up in this first preseason game. Uh, and it was not unexpected to me. He's just in a tough spot. Because they basically have Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie. Obviously, the fifth receiver is probably up for grabs. But I just think Shakir, to me, I know Sky Moore, who was a second-round pick, has gotten a ton of press, and, and he may do very well. But I really like Shakir's tape coming out of Boise State. And I just think he's one of those guys. You know, uh, you know every once in a while, there's just a guy that demands that you got to put him on the field somewhere along the line, Ross, a rookie yeah. that's not well-known. There's always those guys every year in the league. I'm wondering if Shakir is going to be that guy. And by saying that, I don't mean he's going to get 50 snaps a game. But I just think he's one of those guys that they're going to have to find some snaps for him somewhere along the line. Wow. And you saw that in the first preseason game. Well, I saw it on his tape at Boise State as well. This was, you know, watching him in the first preseason game wasn't the first time I saw him or evaluated him. But I thought the first preseason game showed a lot of what his tape at Boise looked like. Man, there's teams that really need receivers right now, Greg, that are thinking, are you kidding me? The Bills have him. They don't even need him. And they have the guy that Greg likes as a rookie. Love it, Greg. You're the man. We'll see how these guys improve next week here on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. So I've been telling you guys about Simply Safe for a long time. Home security is not a game. Here's what I would tell you. If you're listening, and you all are, you fall into two categories. One is you don't have a home security system. And if you don't, you really won't even understand, like you don't know what you're missing in terms of A, peace of mind, and B, that means you've, you're fortunate and you've never had any type of intrusion at your house or any type of incident, which is great. But those of us that have would not even think about not having a security system, like not, not even a concern. Then there's those of you that do have a security system, but you have to understand, Simply Safe is better. Their customer-first policies make sure you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day and no long-term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring, that's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tux Takes. You know who got some security? Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, Brian, I love that. I love when you have a good segue like that. Let me guess, Derwin James. Four years. $76.4 million extension with the Chargers. Is that an upside-down, like, Coca-Cola shirt you're wearing? What is that? No, it's a Coca-Cola shirt. I think it's written in Hebrew. Oh, God, okay. Because I could tell it was Coca-Cola, but it looked like it was, like, upside-down. You Think about how good Derwin James is with the, with the injuries he's had in his life and already in his career that the Chargers give him that much money and that good of a contract. $29 million year one. Over $19 million a year. Highest paid safety ever. Gosh, I wish I was better, Bri. Why couldn't I have been just a little bit, maybe a lot of bit better at football? That would have really been nice. Really would have been nice. Although, thank goodness I was as good as I was because then I'm able to do all the things I do. So, it's all a matter of perspective. Gratitude. Ducks takes. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow admits that his appendix had ruptured which obviously led to the surgery a couple weeks ago. That doesn't sound good. I mean, I know people with appendicitis, you have to get your appendix removed, but it's bad if it ruptures, right? I don't know. Maybe we'll get Dr. Chow on. Doesn't sound real good. Takes. The NFL and NFLPA settlement negotiations regarding Deshaun Watson are heating up. What's, uh, what's coming up there? Well, it's been a couple weeks now. Since the appeal was sent to this Peter C. Harvey, who clearly doesn't want to actually rule on it and has clearly been told by the NFL, don't rule on it until we tell you to, because the NFL doesn't want there to be a lawsuit. They don't want it to have to go into the court system. So they're trying to get a settlement with the NFL PA on Deshaun Watson. My guess is... 10 games. You heard it here first. I heard the the Watson's camp was pushing for eight games and NFL was pushing for 12 games. I'm not a genius, Bri. I don't think I took any math courses in college, but I think 10 games might be a compromise if the one side wants 12 and the other side wants eight. Call me crazy. That's very good thinking. Ducks takes. All right, and finally, uh, Packers claim Travis Fulgham off waivers from the Broncos. Colts, Drew Ogletree has a torn ACL. And Seahawks running back Ken Walker III officially had hernia surgery. Fulgham's the guy that had the most incredible month ever back in 2020, October. Like He was like an all-pro receiver for a month. That is a bizarre, bizarre story. Ogletree's a rookie who had done some nice things. Ken Walker, we mentioned that he had an issue, had to have surgery on that hernia, not a core muscle issue, not a surgery as as we would look, not a sports hernia surgery, but it's a hernia nonetheless. By the way, it gives me a hernia when people get gifts for people that aren't stories from myfrontpagestory.com. What's going through your skull when you don't realize for a very affordable rate you can get someone an amazing story from myfrontpagestory.com that they will literally have hanging up in their house forever because it's the gift that keeps on giving. 
What a great way to be a sponsor confirmation email winner and be able to give somebody a great gift. Myfrontpagestory.com. How about a uh, quick email, Brian? Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Absolutely love your emails. Ross at RossTucker.com. Need some new ones. Love your great questions. I think it's excellent content. And it usually means that you took advantage of one of our sponsors, which I love. What do you got, Brian? Uh, from Eric in Wilmington, North Carolina. Ross, my question, did you ever seek alternative therapies in your playing career, such as chiropractic, laser therapy, active release technique, yoga, etc.? Seems like they are growing in popularity among professional athletes. Eric's originally from York, PA. That's cool. That's not that far from me. And he sent an Athletic Greens sponsor confirmation. Love it, Eric. Thank you very much. So I definitely did chiropractic because I had back issues, spine issues my whole career. So I went to the chiropractor at least once a week. Uh, during the season, I would definitely get a massage once a week. And um, I did not do yoga. I wish I had done yoga as a player. I really do. For core strength and for flexibility and stretching, I wish I had done yoga. I tried active release a couple times. That is painful. I mean, you want to talk about something that hurts. That is painful. We got some winners, by the way, Bri. I want winners. I want people that want to win. So I asked for a five-star review to be the spread the word winner. That's exactly what John Sisler did. Five-star review. John, I got a million awesome press passes can't wait to send you one. If there's something else you want, uh, like a signed picture or signed card, let me know. But maybe I can go over some of my press passes sometime soon. I still have a bunch. I don't know why I still have a bunch. But I've got, man, I've got Hall of Fame. Um, I got two from the Hall of Fame. My enshrinement ticket and my press pass. I've got Eagles press pass. Uh, some Army ones. Some Yukon ones. I've got a Raiders, Louisville Clemson, Ravens Browns, Army Navy, some wild card playoff games. Hey, I still have the Bucks one, Bucks and Brady, uh, which was going to be Brady's last game. I've got some awesome Penn State ones. So I got a lot of great stuff for you guys, like uh, John Sisler, if you want them. And actually, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again this week with the five-star reviews. I want to keep racking up the five-star reviews. So that's how you spread the word via social media. The sponsor confirmation is winner is Kendall Dexter, another Athletic Greens. We must be crushing it for the dudes over Athletic Greens, which makes sense, right? With the AG1, uh, the product. And then uh, the YouTube shout-out, Nezcon Productions. Usually I don't pick some, an account like that. Usually it's a person. But Nezcon Productions replied to one of the YouTube videos to tell me how awesome of a game analyst I was. And yeah, that uh, that's going to get you a YouTube shout-out if you want it, Nezcon Productions. I guess you just kind of got it, by the way. Uh, but anyway, yes, Nezcon, great job. Thank you for that. Sunday at 1, Browns-Eagles. I think you can only get the, uh, the home teams on NFL+. Plus. So, unfortunately... 
Only those of you that get the the Philly games will be able to hear your boy Sunday at one. Although Chris Rose and Joe Thomas for Cleveland do a great job as well. Shout outs. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, and Evergreen Economics. Check out the other shows. Even Money was phenomenal. Get you ready for preseason week two. Fantasy Feast with Joe, letting you know what you need to know. College Draft, Dane Brugler. It was the best preview of the college football season and 2023 NFL Draft you're going to get anywhere. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Summer's almost over. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.